Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. To you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. I find it interesting. Thanks for making us your sports station. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We are Dukes and Bell. It has been a busy Tuesday already. We got Mark Schlereth coming up this hour. Our weekly visit with Stink. Talk about the NFL playoffs. Talk about some of these coaching hires. What does he think about the right fit for the Falcons? Because as Mark's been happy to tell you, he's covered a lot of the NFC South this year for, for the TV networks. As he said, who did he tick off to get that that uh, duty? Hey, we were talking a lot about Harbaugh. A lot of guys are hitting us up on our Salmon Brothers Diamond text line on Twitter. Follow Carl. Put him up. See, Dukes. I'm Mike Bell, ATL. Guys, if you can't get in the mix for Jim Harbaugh, what are we doing here? That's all I'm trying to say. And I, a lot of guys are already saying, that's, that's, that's Atlanta-itis creeping in. That's, this isn't Atlanta. No, no, no. We're, guys, we're one of the biggest cities in America. Arthur Blank's a billionaire. We got the juice. And uh, if you commit to it, now you got to commit to it. And here's Jim Harbaugh, by the way, asked about the future in the NFL. I just want to enjoy this. I just want to enjoy this. Uh, and I hope you give me that, you know. <laughs> Can a guy have that? Does it, does it always have to be, you know, what's next? What's, what's the future? Um, you know, like I said the other day, yeah, I hope, I hope to have a future. Um, hope there's a tomorrow, a day after tomorrow, you know, a next week, a next month, a next year. No, and I understand, Carl, the guys, you know, the culmination of finally, you know, getting to the top of the mountain. As he said, another soundbite, he finally gets to sit at the big boy table, the adult table. Yeah, and it's, it's just, it's a question that's going to get asked. He did talk to Scott Van Pelt, and some people said, well, he's talking about spring practice already. He's leaving. <laughs> yeah, any, any, doubt in your, any doubt in your mind that Harbaugh is not going to be in the NFL next year? Well, I just think that the, to be a college coach has become much more difficult. It just is. Um, and it's a nonstop job. I've got friends that are in the business. There used to be a time that, Mike, they actually got a break where they had some downtime. That doesn't exist anymore. And, and, and this is the example I will give you, not just for Jim Harbaugh, and this is why what Kirby's doing is phenomenal. Um, but let's just say you spent 18 months on a kid. Quarterback. Top quarterback in the country. And 18 months, you are working to get him to come. He comes, he signs, he plays one year with you, and then he's in the portal. That's life as a head college, a head football coach in college football right now. And guess what? You start it all over again. That is what has changed. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but the, the, that part of it is nonstop. 
I think the incidents with the NCAA and how he felt like he was treated, whether you, again, believe it was fair or unfair, that part of it, you come to the NFL, it's a different deal. Yeah, as I know some guys are hung up on it, and again, it has absolutely no bearing on the NFL job. He's already proven he's a winner in the NFL, everything but the Super Bowl. So, and, and made some big, you know, the reason he left San Francisco, guys, is he wants to pick the groceries. He wants to be that dude. He went round and round. I believe it was Trent Balky was the general manager back then, and it was a power play, and he left. And, you know, in San Francisco, you know, i got to be honest, but think about where he was when, when he took over that organization. Where he yeah. basically, I mean, that team was in the weeds. So, I just think Harbaugh, his, his track record speaks for itself. And, yeah, big ego, quirky dude. So what? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Tell you this. You and me, all right, guys, tell me you wouldn't be listening to Carl and I Wednesday. Jim Harbaugh is on with us, you know, 4 o'clock on Wednesday. Exactly. I mean, and, but more importantly, he knows personnel. And we already sort of, we feel to a degree that Terry Fontenot, I guess, would be amenable as a more of a director of player personnel than a GM, the way things are currently constructed, to go along. And by the way, some people feel Carl, because they only had Rich and Arthur there. The message was, if you are a coach who wants that personnel control, that helps to reinforce that message. Yeah. Uh, he took over a program in Michigan in 2014 that was 5-7. and seven. Five and seven, and not relevant. Everybody thought Rich Rod was the answer. You had all these things going on with the Brady program. Hoke. And I just think, like, you see what he's done at, at that, with right. that program, and turn it around, and now you're national champions. He can do this and has done it and, and everywhere he's been. Let's talk about the highest paid coaches real quick before we get to the NFL Blitz, because this was something uh, I was just talking to Mike Conti about this, and we were discussing. And I said, what's it going to take? $10 million to get Harbaugh? By the way, Atlanta, shoot for the stars. Right. Why Why are we okay. limiting ourselves, right? Shoot for the stars. We're, we're not going to tell you that there's nobody that's out of reach. Our owner is one of the richest men in the world, okay? If he wants to pay him $20 million a year, he can pay him $20 million a year. But that might be the going rate, Mike, because this guy is has such leverage right now right. that, as I said, he can pick his spot and say that's enough or that's not enough. Sean Payton went to the Broncos for $18 million a year. Pete Carroll's with Seattle at 15 a year. Obviously, Belichick is atop the, right. the, the board, guys, at 20 million a year, okay? But he's a six time Super Bowl champion. That's, that's okay. It is what it is. Sean McVay is getting 15 a year. Remember, he was going to leave and go to Amazon Prime. Right. And he stayed and said, no, nah, I still love coaching. Of course you do. 15 million a year. Tomlin's at 12 and a half. The reason why I bring this up is. This is where Harbaugh is going to be. If he comes and we're able to convince him to come, and right. I, by the way, Mike and I don't know any if, if this. We're just telling you this is a guy that should if, be on our list. Right. If I ran the Falcons, this is the guy. The first phone call I'm making is to Michigan to talk to Jim Harbaugh. First. First guy I'm talking to, it's got to be Jim Harbaugh. And then we can get into – there's other intriguing names. We talked about Todd Munkin and there's other dudes. But, again, do we really want to have another first-time head coach here in Atlanta? I don't want to do that. I want a guy who's been there and done that. Um, five years, 100-plus million is what you're looking at for your new head coach if you're going to shoot for the stars and go get Harbaugh. Don't sit in your car or your smart speaker or your, your computer right now and shake your head and go, Dukes and Bell, you guys are crazy. This is the going rate, and our guys got it. Right. If he wants to do it, Mike, he could do it. If you can convince him that this is the job, he could do it. But I just want to tell you guys, that's kind of where we're at Mm-hmm. in this coaching business right now with head coaches and a guy like Harbaugh who's coming over as a national champion. What's up, O? Remember, too, he went and got Don Yee. And Don Yee's not coming here getting chump change either. Don Yee's You're Brady's right. ex-agent. So there's mm-hmm. a reason why he got him because Don Yee's going to get him big bucks. You're right. right. No, I mean, look, I, I, there's a bunch of names that are all there that are out there. You guys have been looking at the same list we've seen the last few days. Frank Smith 
is a hot name. You talked about uh, some of the other ones. Uh, who's the other guy? Uh, ben Johnson with the Lions. And that's great. And, and maybe they would be great here, you know? By the way, but I, I that's a, got, it's yeah. a big price difference. Correct. For getting a guy yes. like that. And I love Ben Johnson. I think he's a hot commodity, and he's going to get a chance to pick his job when the Lions season is over, whether it's Super Bowl or not. But, Mike, that's a $5 million guy. Correct. That's not a $20 million yeah. guy. And the reason is he's never done it. Correct. So Frank Reich signed for it. I think it was about what? It was 30. The buyout was 36 mils. He was making at least 10 mils. He's making, he's, uh, Tepper's paying him $9 million a year not to coach there. So, I mean, that's, that's what Frank Reich got. So there's a sliding scale. But, yeah, Harbaugh would be a big one. That'd be, that'd be landing. But I'll tell you what. Energize the fan base. You draft the quarterback, or you if you again, what is Arthur's intention here? I mean, six years without the playoffs, six years. Come on, guys, it's time to swing for the fences. Here's what I know about Harbaugh, by the way, and and people, you know, when when people hear Mike and I talking about this around the country, they're gonna be like, Atlanta's crazy. No, we're not. We need significant change. He knows how to build teams, Mike. He knows about team building and what he wants and how the team should look. He did it in San Francisco. Right? right? But he's done it even now at the highest college level and won a national championship. Again, I just told you what that team was in 2014. Five and seven program right. and not a lot of five stars. He's completely revitalized that program and said, this is what I need, this is what I need. So I want that here too because I don't want this to be short-term, Mike. The way you build in the NFL is important for your long-term sustainability. I don't know if any of these other guys that we're, we're going to talk about Know how to do that. Right. Now, again, because Atlanta is so corporate, and some of our audience, I don't know who you guys are. I mean, just seriously, let's lighten up here, okay? You know, because it's it would be so anti, I guess, what? What? Because we're going to have some other guy like Dan Quinn who uses buzzwords or another guy who can do, a, uh, you know, the PowerPoint presentation that Mora did. Real quick, for guys worried about Harbaugh and his, his whatever his ego and his personality, I just looked up an article from back when he left the 49ers. And here's a bunch of team, a bunch of guys on the 49ers. Uh, everybody in the locker room got along with Harbaugh. Uh, he was a good guy. He was quirky, this and that, but everybody loved him, and we loved what we were doing. How could you not have fun with that? That was from uh, Justin Smith of the 49ers. There's another, obviously, Kaepernick love playing for him. A couple other guys, a couple linemen saying, look, you knew where you stand with the coach? Yeah, he's not everybody's cup of tea, but I love playing for the guy. So there's guys who went to three NFC championships in a row. That sounds pretty good to me. He knows what he's doing. I'm I am I am not worried about any of the the nonsense that people might feel like. Well, we shouldn't do it because because what? Winning. <laughs> That's all I care yes. about. 404-726-0929. Big old man, let's get to an NFL blitz. Welcome to the NFL. With news and notes from around the league. This is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. NFL Blitz brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. Mike, another job opens up today with Mike Vrabel getting fired in Tennessee. Now, Vrabel was the 2021 Coach of the Year. He went all the way to the and gave the Chiefs all they could handle, Carl, that 2019 AFC Championship. Arthur Smith uh, moved on here to Atlanta. His big problem was, like a lot of coaches getting fired, didn't have a quarterback. Yep. Yep, that was the key. Tannehill couldn't stay healthy, and, and they, you know, we saw. Granted, Will, Lev, Will Levis made us look like a bunch of chumps up in Nashville, <laughs> yeah, but did. they didn't win enough games. Hey, man, 3 o'clock hour brought to you by Status Truck and Trailer Repair, driven by excellence, building successful partnerships. Here on Dukes and Bell, Mark Schlereth is on the way in less than 10 minutes. We'll talk to Stink about all things NFL, the playoff pitcher, and much more. So with that said now, there are six jobs open, six jobs open. Right. Who makes the most sense to go where? 
we were talking about, you know, Vrabel. Does he get an opportunity to go to, to, to the Chargers? Here's the deal. The Chargers have the one thing that a lot of these other teams don't, and that is the quarterback in place. And I will say this, financial security, right. meaning the deal's been signed. They know what Justin Herbert's going to make over the next X amount of years. You don't have to go in there and wonder, Mike, are we going to be able to keep him? Is he going to be here? That's got to be the most attractive thing to all these potential candidates. I'm looking at the uh, the salary cap tracker for 24. Uh, the number one cap hit right now, it is, I'm looking for cap space. Uh, Washington, whoever goes to Washington has a blank check. A lot of space. And a new owner, too. Yeah. So in case, in case you're wondering. And uh, a top pick. The Chargers have the fourth least amount of cap space. So that's we talk about Bosa, the wide receiver, Mike Williams, who can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. All those guys they've given big contracts to. Yeah, some of those guys are not going to be there because uh, they're getting long in the tooth. But and yeah. it, Randy Mack played for uh, Dean Spanos. They spend money. They might not spend it the right way, but they spend money out there. So if you're talking about a bidding war for a Jim Harbaugh, they'd come heavy. I, well, I don't believe that. I, I don't know if the Spanos family is in. They want to give a, a coach $20 million. They've mm-hmm. never come close to doing that with the head coach. That's what I'm saying. I hope maybe – Maybe not, but I do know they've certainly maxed out their cap space for this year. If you look at where we are, right now we are in a, in a, in a decent spot. We are right in the middle, right smack dab, 16. Okay. And there's moves we can make and restructure guys to create more cap space. Hey, uh, meanwhile, Saquon Barkley says he's numb to the idea of franchise tag uh, being franchised again. We asked this question the other day when he's like, I want a fair deal. And I was like, what's that consist of? Um, Mike, <laughs> if you're going to do it, he says, just don't wait until March 5th. Just get it over with. If not, let me go. Plain and simple. He's talking mm. to the Giants. Right. Saquon gone. Tough spot to be in, you know, because you guys, you guys know, if he does get injured next year, that's it. Because then, then, then you're going to have as much value as Devontae Freeman did at the end of his career. Mm. And that's tough. So, you know, this is why, you know, for, for every McCaffrey, there's five or six guys who are not getting paid. Jonathan Taylor did eventually get his deal with the Colts. Had to kind of, you know, go round and round with Ursay. But, yeah, it's, could you imagine? And the Giants... Tough stuff for them. They may move on from Wink Martindale, too, by the way, D.C. So now all of a sudden from the playoffs last year, and now a guy on the hot seat will be Brian Dable. Yeah. um, I thought they used Saquon. Brian Dable used him excellent in that last game they Mm. played of the season. He had a big, big catch down the sidelines. He was was balling. I I still think he has value. I just don't know what that number is for guys Mm. like him. In, in right, you know, in today's NFL as far as what we're talking about. It's our NFL Blitz uh, coaching rumors. Tomlin could step away, Mike. Is Tomlin going to step away? I'll take Mike Tomlin for 500, oh, Alex. Oh, come on now. Oh, now, that, talk, you, and I, you and I have always enjoyed what was, what, We got to talking about the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Anyway, big fans. Record speaks for itself. Yes, 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 yes. I would take Tomlin. Big time. Now, the thing is, uh, if they are going to move on, there's a couple of things interesting to know about both Tomlin, if there is some kind of any validity to those stories, and Belichick. Teams are not going to fire him. They're going to make you trade a first-round pick to get them. That's why Bob Kraft is not going to do anything with Belichick anytime soon. You, you'll have to trade a first-round pick to get Belichick to coach. And, and Kraft, smart guy, use that use those picks for leverage. Um, absolutely, unless these guys just want to step away. But, yes, you're right. As far as being under contract and having them still there, you, I, uh, hmm. I'm curious to see what's going to happen. I don't know if Tomlin steps away. L- listen, the right. Steelers are in the playoffs. They're underdogs this weekend. We'll see what happens. Hmm. But to Mike's point, it's not even close. Like, if he becomes available, and I'll let you guys in on a secret, but it's not a secret. His daughter goes to Georgia. I'll repeat that. (laughs) His daughter goes to UGA. Okay. So, take that for what Mm. you want. When you have money, it doesn't matter. You can travel and go where you want. But the fact is, it'd be nice if you could be close 
to see your daughter right. who's really good at gymnastics. <laughs> I'm just telling you guys. Okay. So that's no. I mean, every, every there's, sometimes those those considerations are very important. Yes, they are. By the way, uh, the Patriots of all things, they do have a ton of cap space. They're number five right now before they make more roster moves. See, some people are feeling that Kraft would leverage this thing. Does he go completely out of the Patriot way of doing things and just completely hits the reset on the culture? Mm. Or you bring Gerard Mayo in, Vrabel, something like that. Yeah. I, here's the deal. The Patriots job is not attractive, guys. They had no pro bowlers. They don't have a quarterback. They're void of talent. Mm-hmm. Right now, this is where they are. That's a rebuild, Mike. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who they bring in. That's like a three-year deal before you get good again. That's why I don't think Belichick is is the right guy right now. You need some fresh blood in there, but we'll see yeah. where they go, man. Look, the thing is, picking at eight, as Carl said, you can get a quarterback. You know, there's there's a few guys you may have to move up fourth. Only the combine will kind of bring more clarity. But with the weapons we have on offense and a good enough defense, it's it, Carl. It's not like we anybody who thinks the Falcons are rebuild. You're not watching the right stuff. I totally agree. Mark Slareth is going to join us next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Make sure you get some Hey Man Ale. We've got Yeah Man, No Man coming up. And uh, you can get it at any Publix in the state of Georgia. Also, get our beer at any package store. Mike, let's talk to our buddy Stink. Mark Slayer has been joining us throughout the course of the season. Stink, you did a bunch of Falcon games. And uh, I want to ask you how attractive you think this job is after the Falcons move on from Arthur Smith. You've seen this team up close and personal. What 
do you think about how attractive it is in potentially getting your next coach and selling them on this team? Well, I think, number one, you look at the Falcons and the way they played this year, defensively, offense, offensive line, you know, talk about running backs, you talk about receiving core, tight ends. That's a team that should have won at least 10 games. In, in my mind, there is no question they should have had 10 wins. And, you know, the fact that they didn't is disappointing, obviously, and that's why you, you move on. That's why things happen. But I think from an attractive standpoint, um, one, you've got some draft capital, I believe. You've got, you know, you've got space on the salary cap. You, do you need the quarterback? Yeah, you need the quarterback. You need to figure out what your quarterback situation is. But I think it's an incredibly attractive job. And, you know, I think that, that based on the running back situation you have, the talent that you have, and, you, like, to me, you can't, you can't throw away um, an extremely, like, gifted offensive line and an extremely, like, good running game. And I know that you were trying to progress out of that some, to some degree and become more of a prominent throwing team, but that's, that's not the way you're built right now um, based on the quarterback you have. So, yeah, I thought I think it's a really attractive job. I think it's a, a team that should have won 10, 11 games, and, um, and I think that'll be somewhere where people will look at very seriously. And there's a bunch of coaches out there. There's guys with experience, Mark. We were just saying, like, not to be prisoner of the moment, but he's already done it at the NFL level. I know he's quirky as hell and he's got an ego, but, man, Harbaugh would be, I mean, pretty darn, pretty darn dynamic back in the NFL. Do you agree? Yeah, I don't, think there's, I don't think there's any question. Jim is, yeah, he's got all those quirkiness and all that kind of stuff, but he has, he has had success. The other thing that, that Jim really leans into is he leans into – that run game. He leans into that physicality. He leans into, hey, we're just going to be tougher than you guys. And you go back to San Francisco, and I'll never forget doing a – I was doing a chalk talk at the Super Bowl with both Jim and John. Hmm. And, you know, I mean, I talked to Jim. It was right when he was taking over for the Niners, so it was going to be his first year there. And I asked him about Alex Smith. And, you know, at that time, Alex Smith was first overall pick that was considered a bust. And Jim goes, oh, I watched all the film, man. Love him. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's what you're going to say, right? He goes, no, I'm not, I'm not kidding around. This kid has just never had anybody that actually believed in him. And I really believe it. And then Alex Smith goes on to be tremendous. And, you know, obviously they moved on to Colin Kaepernick and all that kind of stuff. But the bottom line is for a couple of years there, Alex Smith was legit um, under Jim Harbaugh. So, I, you know, Jim is just one of those guys who really understands – the value of physicality, the value of dominating a line of scrimmage, the value of doing those things. Speaking of uh, dominating, the Eagles are not. They finished the season one and six. Uh, what do you see as the biggest problem, and can Nick Sirianni finish it as we get ready for the start of Wild Card Weekend? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be one that I would look at and, and think that's kind of who you've become. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because you lose coordinators. You know, you lose a defensive coordinator. You lose an offensive coordinator. And one thing I will tell you about um, Sirianni, he had, the, the, he had just a really good guy in Shane Steichen who went on to be the Indianapolis head coach. And one thing I've talked to Justin Herbert about it, I've talked to uh, several different quarterbacks about it, um, and, and, and most recently Gardner Minshew, how easy that Shane Steichen makes it on the quarterback, how his coaching creates a situation where it's just a really kind of easy read, like take out some of the complexity, take out some of the stuff, and just create easy opportunities, easy reads for your quarterback. And that's really one of the things that um, 
that has been impressed upon me about Steichen. And I think you lost that with Jalen Hurts. You can make it a lot more complicated than it really is. And it can be it can be so easy. It's just as hey man, if we get you know if we get a single high safety look, then and we have an off corner throw it. You got free access to the outside. You got free access to the outside. Let's just throw it. Let's just throw the hitch. Like the little simple things that are real. Hey man, I don't care what the coverage is. We're running this progression one to two to three. If one's open, throw it to him. If it's not, go to two. Go to three. Like I don't care if it's quarters. I don't care if it's cover two. I don't care if it's cover three. I don't care if it's cover one. If the dude's open, throw it to him, you know, and, and just a, a simplified nature of trying to make this game that's a really complex game. And I always say the thing that fascinates me about this game is the juxtaposition between simplicity and complexity. It's a very complex game, but it's very simple at its core. And he has a way of making that simple. And I think that's the biggest issue with, with offensively with the Philadelphia Eagles right now. They have just gotten away from what made them successful last year. It is Mark Slurs with us, guys, brought to you by Old Spice here on Dukes and Bell. And that's the thing, you know, we're talking about, you know, quarterbacks and the right fit with coaches. We just It's funny, while you were talking about helping out your – it's all the things we kind of wish that Arthur Smith could have done for Ritter, although maybe Ritter just – some things you just can't teach. <laughs> Sometimes it's just – guys are just right. tur- are turnover machines. The reason I bring up the coaching thing is, you know, you look at uh, Josh Allen. And, man, Josh Allen did everything in his power to give that game back to Miami the other night. Do you feel that that's, for instance, they miss a guy like Brian Dable? I know they've got some good things going. They they bring in another offensive coordinator in Brady, and it seems like he's got things going the right way. But what are you still buying Buffalo? It seems like they maybe turned things around with a five-game win streak. Oh, I think they certainly did, and I think in the AFC, that's one team that um, I think that's one team that people look at right now and are like, I'm not sure that I really want to play those guys. Uh, obviously, they have a dynamic nature to them; they can score from anywhere on the field. But really, you go back and look at at, at the difference. You know, it was it was not uncommon for Josh Allen to throw it 45 times a game early when they ended up six and six. And these last, you know, this five five out of six run, you go back and look, he's throwing it, you know, 22, 24 times a game for the most part. I mean, he's got a couple where he's got a little bit more, but they've gone back to running the ball, they've gone back to taking it out of his hands, they've gone back to kind of simplifying things for him a little bit. And obviously, that offense is is the structure of that offense has changed under Joe Brady in, in these last six, seven weeks. And it's been a good thing. It's taken a lot of pressure. I always say this about quarterbacks in general. You've got to take them off the high dive. Like it, their job is really hard when it comes to having to know, you know, the personnel group and the formation and all the motions and the shifts and all the different things. And the guy lines up in the wrong spot. We've got to get him to the other spot because we want to line up, over, you know, we want to, we want to shift to that, that final formation, whatever it is. And so there's a lot of mental gymnastics that you have to go through. Then you got to be able to snap the ball, read coverage, you know, throw the ball to the right place. And my biggest thing is every now and again, you know, 10, 12 times a game, take him off the high dive. Like, let's not let him have to think about anything. Let's just have a call it and run it. We get, we get into 18, 19 structure and basically say, hey, man, you can run it to either side. It doesn't matter. Both sides are blocked. So if they rotate strong safety down, we've got to block. If they rotate weak safety down, we've got to block. It doesn't matter. And so I just is, that's one of those things that I think even though it may be a two- or three-yard game, it's important to take it off the quarterback's plate occasionally. And, you know, you so many times you see in, in today's offenses, we want to have the perfect play for everything. Perfect. Oh, this is a perfect play. Everything is perfect. Well, that's all on the quarterback. Get us out of this. Get us into that. Get it, you know, and, and it, there's a lot there. So every now and again, you just got to take them off the high dive. Um, and I think that's what Buffalo has done in, in regards to Josh Allen. I think that's part of what, needed to be done in Atlanta as well. Odyssey NFL insider Mark Schlereth. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin too, guys. Mark is also the host of the Stinking Truth podcast covering the entire NFL. It's Dukes and Bell. Stink, you played in cold weather. 
Tell me about what the Dolphins' challenge is going into Kansas City this weekend. Even though I think it may be a closer game than, than expected, this thing about warm-weather teams, cold-weather teams going into the elements, talk about your experience. Yeah, I mean, I think just if you play in those elements all the time, you're just used to it, you know. And, you know, psychologically you feel like you have the advantage. Uh, whether that's true or not, doesn't matter if it's true or not. If you feel that way, it becomes true in your own head. And, you know, I, I think that – I think one of the problems with, with the warm-weather teams is is they have to talk about it all the time. And, you know, it's like it's like when your kid is a little league pitcher and all you say is, hey, you got to throw strikes, got to throw – can't walk anybody, can't walk anybody, can't walk anybody. Can't, what's the first thing that's going to happen? They're going to start walking kids, right? And it's one of those things where all you have to hear about is, hey, it's cold weather, it's cold weather, it's cold weather. And then you step out there and it slaps you in the face. You're like, oh, yeah, it is cold out here. Like, yeah, I, I just think it's one of those psychological things that really in the ultimate scheme of things, when you're playing, it doesn't bother you at all. It, cold weather doesn't bother you when you're playing. But if you have to listen to it all the time, it's one of those things you've got to be mentally tough enough to just kind of block it out and not think about it. And that's been, you know, that's that's always been kind of the history of it. And and you walk out of the field, you remind people. I mean, I used to walk out of the field remind them how cold it is. Man, it's freezing out here, huh? You know, just like it. The other thing I used to do all the time when people would, would talk about cutting us. Yeah. First play of the game, you know how we, you know, the Denver Broncos, oh, they're cheap. They cut everybody. Yeah. First play of the game, I mean, watch your legs, boys. Watch your legs, man. <laughs> you know, always, always. Right. Just get it in your head. And I can't tell you how many times I went down to cut a guy from the Raiders and our running back cut back and run right by the dude that's on the ground, hitting me in the helmet, you know, just fist punching me in the helmet as the, as the running back is racking off a 15, 20-yard gain. I'm like, you're the idiot, right? I mean, yeah, but, but those are the things you do, the, kind of the psychological warfare of the whole thing. That's awesome. Yeah, the the, uh, the zone blocking scheme. That's what it was, right? Zone blocking scheme. Watch your legs, oh, yeah. kids. <laughs> that's awesome. Not the leg whipping scheme. That's awesome. Hey, uh, Stink, before we let you go, man, um, is, do you have a dark horse in this thing? Is this – we start this wild card weekend. Are the Packers – are the Packers a dark horse here? I tell you, I um, actually like the – I like the Packers. I like what – the progression that um, Jordan Love has made. But I tell you, the team right now that not many people want to play is is the Rams. Yeah, the Rams right now their defense is good enough. They've got one superstar in, in Aaron Donald, as you guys know, and then they've got a bunch of rising players. Mm-hmm. And so, defensively, they're good enough. Special teams, they're atrocious, so that could cost them. But that's a that is a Super Bowl level offense. Matthew Stafford's playing at an incredibly high level, like he always does. Um, and they're running the ball. They're back to what Sean McVay used to do. And he used to talk about all the time, the illusion of complexity with all the motions and everything else. And then we're just a power run football team. We do have 11 personnel. They're unique in that they have wide receivers. Pukin cool will play like fullback, man. He'll be an insert player on, on duo and, you know, and he'll run and be a force guy on safety or a linebacker. He doesn't care. Uh, Cooper Cup is the most probably – not only the smartest, but most reliable and and just like committed wide receiver in football. So they have out of their three wide personnel, their eleven personnel, they call it eleven and a half, eleven point five personnel, because they run a bunch of two two tight end concepts out of eleven. So you'll see 
I, the only guy I've seen in the league do this is Cooper Cup. He'll motion across the formation, and he'll triple um, the, with the tackle. So that'll be the, the front side zone combination. They will triple that, tackle wide receiver on the defensive end, and wide receiver comes off and picks up, either stays on, depends on how the defensive end plays it, or he'll come off and pick up the first force, whether it's a safety or whether it's a, a Sam linebacker. So he actually blocks the job and does the job of tight end. So you have the ability as an offense to run two tight end plays, which the team, you know, for the most part, you're not working on those plays with Cooper Cup because he'll play essentially tight end in that, in that formation. And then Puka, like I said, will play fullback. So they're uniquely built that way. Offensively, they're going to be a problem for people. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if they go into Detroit and uh, and beat Detroit in the first round. Mm. Great stuff, Stink. As mm. always, man, we appreciate you. Uh, Odyssey NFL side NFL insider Mark Schlereth. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice Men Half Skin Too. Hey, man, enjoy the weekend. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk next week, brother. All right, sounds good. Take care, bye. Cool, man. Bye. I liked his input on the which asked about Harbaugh, you know, and the Falcons, and he said Falcons got a lot of stuff. I mean, this is not an empty cupboard, man. There's a lot of things in place. Reminds you a little bit of 2008. If you get it right, good point. Yeah, man, no man's coming up. Also, we're going to talk to our buddy Connor Riley about last night's national championship. The Dogs will be the number one team heading into the season next year as well. We'll get into all of that coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Mark Slayer for stopping by. Great insight there into some of the playoff games happening this weekend and also our job being one of the most attractive, talking about the Atlanta Falcons head coaching job. 404-726-0929. Poll questions up as well. What should the Falcons do at quarterback? Draft a quarterback, trade up. Draft a quarterback, trade for a quarterback, sign a free agent. There are multiple options. You can go vote at uh, 929 the game and certainly at Dukes and Bell. 929. We've got to get to Yeah Man, No Man. Coming up, Connor Riley's going to join us. We'll talk some dogs, college football, last night's national championship, and in the 4 o'clock hour, you will hear from CEO Rich McKay. For those of you who missed it um, yesterday, uh, we need to let you in on a few of the things that we talked about with him and some of the questions we asked. You'll hear it at 420. Right now, let's get to Yeah Man, No Man. It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. He's the former MVP of his high school football team. Not really. From New Jersey. The Cavs are here. And gives rapid fire questions. Here's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Chris Thomas. Hello. What's going on, my man? Well, need your help, guys. And uh, anyone out there listening who has help as well. Um, what's up? Got my new cat on Saturday. Rafa. <laughs> Seems like this is becoming, uh, well, I mean, it's only it's a few days. Seems like uh, there's a lot of issues going on here. Yeah. Uh, just from the outside looking um, in. Unfortunately. So uh, I am asking, I'm putting out a APB for help on getting a new cat to open up to his new home. Because oh. Rafa does two things. He runs under the bed as soon as I get, mm. as soon as I get home. Gotcha. And then in the middle of the night, he transitions to the shower. 
And that's where he stays really? for the remainder of the evening. No kidding. And Cat then, hangs in the shower? Yep. And then when I get up in the morning, right. he gets um, perturbed by my going into his space in the bathroom <laughs> and then runs back under the bed. And that's where he has remained since wow. Saturday night. And it is now Tuesday afternoon. Is he eating food? Uh, no, that's a big 10 4 wow. on the negative now, side. Now, for those that are new to the show, Chris went through this uh, elaborate, almost 90 days of screening process with the Ooh. ASPCA to adopt this aforementioned uh, recalcitrant uh, kitten. Uh, which, uh, how old is this cat? It's a year and a half. Yeah, that's so some bad habits. Obviously, Carl got, uh, got, uh, I guess, inbred uh, in his previous residence. So, yeah, that's good luck breaking that habit, man. Yeah. We have, probably have to get into the kitten to get him engaged and do stuff with somebody else. It's been a blast. <laughs> I, I, and this is the saddest part about it. I, I don't even really know what he looks like. Because wow. as soon as because he came, the, the foster mom dropped him off in a cage. You can so, have him. So <laughs> right. As soon as, like, meow. as soon as as soon as he got out of the cage, he was scared, understandable. He ran right under the bed. Right. New, new surroundings. So, right. Yeah, yeah. And the amount of times that I've actually seen his face <laughs> are so few and far between because he he's scared to let me go near him at this point. So it's kind of I, I have the routine now every night when I get home from work, I lift up the bed skirt. I get down on my hands and knees and I talk to him for a few minutes. Yeah. Hey, Rafa. Yeah. How you doing, bud? Do you want to come out? I got some food, toys, a blanket, mm. a litter box, water. Whatever you need. <laughs> and he's just like, nope. Welcome Sorry. To, Sorry, bud. Wow. Cat world, bro. Yeah. This is totally cat. They are so. I do not care what you have for me. I am going to do this on my own time. I would love to tell you, and I'm just telling you, I got two, right? We had two. That you can. At some point, they'll they'll get he'll get the drift. He'll pick it up and he'll become right. more open. But I there is they're not I like dogs. They're just not. You, you cannot train him from coming underneath the bed and be like, all right, I come home and now you come out. He's going to do it on his own time. Yeah. And this is just funny to me because people are like, I know that the work you went through to get this cat and now it's like, you don't even yeah. have a cat. Yeah. You may never see him. I mean, because, you know, Aunt Matilda's got those big, uh, those main, uh, the giant coon cats, remember yep. those things? Yep. And those things stay under the bed. You never see him. Same thing. In the, I've never seen, there's one in there. I still don't know if it exists, Carl. So I will say this for you. Uh, we had uh, Z, and that cat was like a dog because he was Is my he boy. Gone? No, he's around. He's still oh, around. Oh, okay. But then Z didn't get along. Talked with, about him in past. No, well, I mean, well, Ike's my number one. You know <laughs> well, we that. know that. But no, but, so, <laughs> you've moved no, on. But traded in. <laughs> no, but I, but Z would not interact with the dog, and they would always be getting after. So Becky's idea and it actually worked out. We got Piglet. You no, know, destroyed all the leather furniture in the house, but mm. now it's better. But that cat did help to. So you have to get another cat now. So you get another cat oh, to get the other one to go out and that. interact. All right. Don't, so don't by uh, March, <laughs> by, by St. Patrick's Day, I'll have another cat. With the way <laughs> don't, that don't this do that. Be an old cat lady. Just but thirty you're, cats. Yes. But you, yeah. But you, our, that's our how it happens. Carl, our producer Chris, the spinster. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm turning into essentially. But, but you're doing the right things as far yeah. as like you know, just uh, you know. Trying to coax him to come from underneath the bed and do the food thing. You're doing the right thing. Yeah. But I'm just telling And cat owners know. These these animals have their own minds. They, they oh, don't, it's they don't, on his time. They, they, don't, no... they do not care. Cats do not care. They don't care. And the funniest part is, a lot of you guys know that are listening. I talked about it all the time. I did 
I did Rover for two years, pet right. sitting. So, like, I've become quite adept at getting dogs to open up and be friendly in my apartment. I yeah. sat probably, you know, close to 50 dogs over the past two years, and I've become pretty good at it. So I thought, ah, eh, cat, what? No problem. Nah, this guy wants none of it right now. I, uh, pretty fun. It is, it is uh, Chris, uh, and I'd love to tell you that it's going to get better in the next few days. It won't. I um, <laughs> never get all this, all the rigmarole you had to go through, and now you're never going to see the stinking cat. When Mike and I went to the Army-Navy game, I came home, um, and we have two older cats that, again, one of the stories is one was given to my daughter many, many years ago when she was two years old. It was a gift. Oh, here's a beautiful kitten. Should have never taken the thing. Then my sister had uh, a cat, a stray, that was just had a litter, like, on her, her uh, backyard porch area, and she's like, don't you want one of these kittens? Should have never taken it. Mm. So they're both, they're old now. So I came home. We came home from an Army-Navy game just to give you a cat story real quick. And, and his, one of them is named Diego. And Diego has never been loving, friendly, out and about. He's just kind of existed, okay? And I get home, and I'm, I'm literally like, what is wrong with Diego? Because my wife wasn't home. She had gone to see Trent. And I was like, what's going on with Diego? And she's like, I have no idea. He couldn't walk. Okay. Like his back leg was oh. just like, like gone. So he's struggling to walk, but he's trying to get away from me. Long story short, Chris, he can't jump anymore now. So all of a sudden, he's become this loving cat. Ah. Where I, oh, I need now you. We, now we need you. I yes, need you to yes. get my food. Can you put my food down here? All of a sudden, he's around all the time. And and the point is, this is a cat for literally fifteen years that has never been like that. He's just kind of existed for our other cat, Big Kitty. Mm. And to Mike's point, two they they're wonderful together and they get along. But they both still do their own thing. So good luck with this, sir. All right. On that lovely note, uh, oh, why don't you hit my music? <laughs> I mean, wow, that's just that's brutal. I mean, see, I got to be honest. Sad too. Yeah, the thing is, like, I used to tell other stories to Carl because when Becky moved in with me, she didn't tell me that the Z, the cat, could open doors. You know, it had like an opposable paw. Oh, <laughs> could he? Yeah. So I'd, I'd be in the shower, so he'd, he'd swing. You know, like the, the French door thing. So oh, the cat. Yeah. Yeah. So he was swing in the bathroom, and all of a sudden, I feel like this paw hitting my leg in the shower, and it's like the shower. Ah! <laughs> Like they didn't tell me the cat's like, like walking in, busting in like the Kool Aid man. One of our listeners, Diesel, says, "Dukes, tell Chris he's got to earn the cat's affection." Yeah, uh, another guy, Ron, says, "You may have to sleep on the floor." <laughs> All right, coming up. You guys have no idea. Chris went through went through it to get this damn cat. All right, dog reports coming up. Connor Riley is going to join us. We'll talk national championship last night. Rich McKay's on the way. For those of you who missed it, very interesting stuff about our franchise. I think Mike and I were both frustrated yesterday with the fact that Terry Fontenot was not there. It doesn't change anything. Right. You can explain why, but it just we thought it was a bad look. Rich McKay answers that question. You'll hear it coming up in less than 20 minutes on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.